Hey, this is Chris with Cozy Apps. You're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Hi, you're listening to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. And uh, only two times in this history of this ep- uh, podcast series I've, have I got uh, had two guests on the show. Two is better than one. And today is no exception because we have two excellent guests who have joined me uh, to talk about their app journey and all the things that they're getting on uh, with with regards to entrepreneurial stuff. And it's very relevant. If you are in a job right now, you're listening to this podcast in a car, uh, driving to a, a job that you hate, I think you should stay tuned for this because it may give you the inspiration to leave your work behind and follow your passion. So uh, I am very pleased to introduce uh, Genevieve Azalin, uh, Gen- Genevieve Azalin and uh, Denzel Desar. They are the co-founders of People Connect and you'll get links to this if you go to theappguy.co, go to the show notes for episode 151 of the App Guy podcast and you'll see um, uh, links to their app and uh, I just wanted to wish you a warm welcome, both of you, to the App Guy podcast. Thank you so much. We're so happy to be here. And two is better than one. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Both, both of you. It's going, to, it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, first of all, I do have to, we had a pre-chat. And in that, you did mention that you uh, left work to follow the, your passion of uh, d- developing this app. And uh, we'd love to hear that that story. So uh, that, well, I'll let either of you start with uh, what led you to develop the app? Excellent. Well, it, it's funny, Paul, that you started off with, uh, if you're in your car traveling to work, uh, stuck in traffic, um, both Jean-Jeve and I used to work uh, together at um, the third largest aviation company in the world. We had to travel about, on average, an hour, an hour and a half out to the airport every day for work. And um, working there together, uh, we came to the decision that we needed to really graduate to the next step of our career and we quit our very, um, say, arguably high-level jobs to start People Connect because we were so passionate about the idea and the next step of our career. I love the fact that you graduated by quitting your job. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a wonderful story. And um, Genevieve, how did you feel when you you actually had that, that day where you had to hand in your notice and go through this um, process of of going into the unknown? Um, That day actually felt really good. um, But the month before that was really hard. So we had a lot of frank and honest conversations about where we wanted to go, kind of business that we wanted to build. We already knew that we were working together. So we knew that we had um, a really strong working relationship. But um, the whole process of actually figuring out and the financing behind that to, to quit our jobs was a tough one. Um, I think we both leveraged a lot our network around us to try to get that support and uh, talk to people who had done it before. And then when we decided everything else from there, it kind of got easier, handing in those papers, getting going, building our, our team, our office, everything just flowed from there. Well, that's the wonderful thing about this podcast is that we are here to share these stories with people who are now in the same position as you may have been uh, when you were working. 
And is it easier then to have, uh, I guess, familiar to, to actually uh, talk to people, get support from people who already have done this hard thing of, of actually, you know, quitting your job and going into the complete unknown? Absolutely. It really helps to have people like that because um, most of the people in our network, at least, had never done that before. So we really needed to reach out beyond that and talk to people who had done it before and who you realize you can survive without having a steady income every day. And there's different ways that you can do that. The other thing for us was we weren't unhappy. We had really good jobs. So it made the decision that much harder because we were leaving something that was good, that you know had a good salary and had a really great experience. But it was because we wanted something more. Which actually then leads me to kind of question what what was this the feedback from maybe those closest to you your family because you know when you see it from the outside some people may must think you're crazy to throw away a, a good job and follow this passion of, of building an app business well um honestly uh, my ethnic origin is indian uh, so my family and network can be pretty conservative so a lot of them thought i was crazy and then um, the job that I had was, like Geneviève said, it was pretty wicked. Our, our jobs were good jobs. And, and people would be would say to me, I would poke my eyes out for your job and you're quitting it to start something with nothing. Um, but I think for, for me, uh, that, that engaged me that much more, um, that unknown in wanting to take on something that seemed almost impossible. This is a wonderful story, and I'm so glad that we have the opportunity to go through it because uh, I think you're going to help so many people just try and figure it out. So in terms of your mindset, because I've gone through this journey, it feels a long time ago since I quit my job, but I quit a six-figure salary job and people around me thought I was crazy. Uh, My mindset, it took a while to change, you know, from a salaried person who's getting paid every month and has a very stable income to... Uh, being an entrepreneur and uh, trying to make it on my own. Uh, how Do you have any tips or, or suggestions to change our mindsets to help us with the transition? I guess for me, I feel like the transition was actually pretty easy. There were so many things that I was spending money on that I didn't need to be, and I wasn't realizing it because I had never had to do the exercise of really thinking through my spending habits. Um, so... Really, we started cutting down on excessive restaurants, um, cooking a lot more at home, looking also at how much we buy in terms of clothing and, you know, things that are just not necessary to be spending so much money on. And it's funny, we even looked into a lot more community activities, just like going to the gym rather than paying $100 a month for that membership, looking at all the different free activities that are offered around us. And we quickly realized that we were able to adjust so so instantly almost it felt felt easy and it felt really good like we were we were really doing what we needed to do i love that because it's just uh, denzel we'll, we'll come to you and i just love this this uh, conversation because it's all about freedom and ironically you know i want i want people to listen to this now the apps to tribe to really take on board the fact that look around you and ask yourself do you really need the things that are keeping you in that job could you could you do away with them and you know will the freedom then just make you much happier much more happier and uh, that you're having a more purpose-filled life Denzel what do you what do you think to that oh I absolutely uh, add on to, to Geneviève's comments uh, you have all of these things that you need your job to pay for and 
it can be scary, especially if you have kids. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, you realize quite quickly that the core things that you need, especially as it relates to raising your kids um, properly, sometimes get lost in all of these other things um, and you're able to simplify your life. Um, and I'm not saying give up everything because there's a lot of things that we really enjoy in terms of music, uh, um, technology, film, but you, you don't need um, you don't need them in the same way when you when you kind of simplify your life and focus on what drives you. Yeah, Denzel, everything you mentioned there, I could not live without. I could live without water, gas, uh, maybe even a car, but take away my Spotify, my Netflix, or my smartphone, then, uh, as it, which is what you said, I guess, so it would be just too hard. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the app journey then, because that's why you're here. And uh, the uh, people that you're talking to right now, the Appster tribe, they... Uh, want to hear what it's like to uh, have the journey that you've you've taken on board. So have you uh, funded this whole project yourself? Did you end up trying to raise money through venture capital or angel funding? T- talk us through then, because you've got this idea, you've quit your jobs, you're now working on it. T- take us through that journey. Um, so I think we've had a pretty interesting journey and maybe not the most typical one, um, but that's okay. We've always been comfortable with finding our own way and what made sense for people connect. Um, so we did start initially by funding it ourselves. Um, we invested the money that we had to, to get it off the ground. Um, we, we then won a couple of different challenges. So we, um, we registered for a whole bunch of different competitions that we ended up winning. We also got recognition for having a very innovative idea. Um, and we did require some R&D investment up front, which helped us get a lot of government funding for innovation. So we were quite lucky because that gave us our first push off the ground. Um, And once we started winning a couple of different awards, we were getting interest from others and it kind of just kept going from there. We did raise also an angel round of funding um, with a a local group in Canada. And and now we're at the process of uh, raising a bigger round with a venture capital fund. Well, this is wonderful. So then you actually... Uh, went and raised money from an angel round. Talk us through that process, because I think there's a a lot of people that would be very interested in learning how to do that. Um, So I think the first the first step for us, which was which was what took the longest up front, was finding who were the right angels for us. Um, There are a lot of different angels out there. And um, I guess depending on where you are, there might be associations of angels as well. Um, Here in Montreal, there are various uh, syndicates of angels that you can go through. And um, we had to to take some time to really figure out who were the right people. And once we found that group, they have just been phenomenal. They have been with us um, for quite some time now. They have reinvested. They've really shown that they they believe in the idea. They believe in Denzel and myself. um, And they're here because they want to see this through. Yeah, because I can imagine that we... Did you get... uh much rejection when you started approaching angel investors for capital and uh, you know what what sort of again we t- i like themes in the podcasts and uh, we're picking up i guess on the theme of mindset and 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 uh, how did you uh, uh, apply your mindset to cope with rejection potential rejection uh, f- from angels so for us we took it as a learning and growing experience um we knocked on every door um and there were a lot of doors that were closed. Some clo- some didn't even open. Uh, uh, but you need to be okay with that. Uh, you need to believe in your idea, uh, your team, 
um, and yourself, and then you're just continuing to continue to, to, to move forward. In fact, that's, I think, what ends up convincing anybody to invest uh, with you is the fact that you continue to push and you continue to push forward and that you will succeed at all costs. Um, and that's often the comments that we get from people in our network, especially the people that in, invest in us. You're, they're investing in the idea, but they're also most importantly investing in the people. And they need to believe that those people are going to see that idea um, all the way through. Um, and they're going to do whatever it takes to get um, to, to get to their goals. So how different is it raising venture capital money compared to angel money? Is that a whole nother ball game? It is completely different, um, but there are a lot of similarities in terms of... Uh, Feel free to get that. This is a... <laughs> um, sorry, I'll start that again. Um, so I think that they're, they're very different, but at the same time, there are a lot of similarities both organizations are still investing in the people. Um, it's just that a, a VC uh, likes less risk um, than an angel. So they'll go later down in the process. And then they want to see a little bit more in terms of traction, um, the product, uh, what's developed, what kind of user engagement, what kind of feedback that you have. Uh, so they're very systematic in the way that they look at it, whereas an angel can be a little bit more um, emotional in, in terms of their decision. I was just going to add to that. They're also looking for really big multiples. Um, obviously, angels are are investing because they also want to see a good return. But when it comes to VCs, it's a different language. You really have to show um, that you not only have traction, but you have the ability to get to hundreds of millions of users and that what is your exit plan from there. They want to look at big multiples, and that's how they justify their investment back to their fund. Yeah, because I think a lot of times we can be put off by what they need. And, you know, it's one of those things. Do, do they need business plans and projections and a lot of paperwork? And uh, or, or, or can you get away with just sharing your metrics and then almost predicting the business models based on the future uh, potential of the app? We've dealt with various different groups and sometimes... They, they do operate slightly differently. Some of them will be much more analytically driven um, and they want to see that you've thought through your plan in terms of projections, but I don't think that that's the primary driver. They really want to understand that you have the ability to get there and that you have an exit plan. When you get uh, the data, are you using uh, Google Analytics or using anything else within your app to uh, give them the, the predictions on uh, downloads and growth and that sort of stuff? Uh, we do use Google Analytics. That is a very powerful tool, but we also use uh, Mixpanel, which helps you kind of go more on the individual user base and understand individual patterns and their personal engagement in your product. Uh, Mixpanel, that's great. I'll make sure that we include uh, the link to that in the show notes uh, for episode 151 at Uh So uh, can I just add I'll one go for thing? It, Denzel, yeah. Um, I just wanted to add that... Um, uh, I had always thought about starting my own business, and I think a lot of people, they get tied up with the business plan. I don't have time to write my business plan, and without my business plan, I can't get going. Um, and we found ourselves in that in that stage when we first started because we couldn't find the time with full-time jobs where you end up doing 60 hours a week, finding time to write a business plan. Um, the first thing we, we engaged ourselves to do as soon as we quit our jobs was to focus and write that. 
though I'm not saying you necessarily have to have a business plan, it really does give you the focus and direction on what you want to accomplish. And it shows um, your potential investors or anybody that you're working with that you're serious and you've thought through it. But um, don't let that be the barrier of starting your business. Yeah, it's again, a lot of entrepreneurs I speak to on this show, uh, it, the, the reason they leave their jobs is to get away from, uh, I guess, um, being dictated uh, what they should do. And business plans, in a way, you know, almost uh, present the roadmap for you. <laughs> the, uh, I guess you've got to be prepared to change because uh, the the app the app market is just changing so rapidly and it's all over the place. And uh, you've got to be quick to change. And, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to talk about the app because we'd love to understand what it is that actually you're doing and uh, I should have probably spoke about this up front you're taking uh, the ability to send uh, SMS messages from computers and put them on through to devices is, could you tell tell us a bit about the app absolutely um, so the goal behind people connect is to bring your smartphone to the web so that you can continue your conversations cross device so for us, it really started with the fact that we love to communicate. We do so by sending SMS, various different messaging apps, social media, we call. But the problem is all of these conversations are fragmented across different channels. And then you add to that the fact that there is very little continuity between all of your different devices. So we end up loving our communications, but at the same time, we're suffering from having broken communications across channels and across devices. And this is exactly where People Connect comes in. So what we offer is one inbox for all of your conversations cross device. What exactly does that mean? Well, that means, like you were saying, you can send and receive your SMS from your computer or your tablet. You can send and receive free messages across all your device. Um, you can call with your phone number from your computer, your tablet, even a second phone if you want to. Um, and you can also receive all of your other messaging applications centralized in People Connect. For example, your WhatsApp, Viber, Facebook Messenger, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, all of those different notifications that you're getting live throughout your day can now also be accessed through any device that you choose from when you log into People Connect. Well, congratulations. That sounds an absolutely awesome idea because what you're doing is you're aggregating all these different communications and uh, centralizing it into your app and making it a lot easier. And uh, can you actually, does it work both ways? So if I wanted to reply uh, via uh, a platform, let's just take Viber, uh, could I do it via your, your app or would I have to go to Viber to, to um, reply? So the, the current version of the tool, we really uh, bring together all of your notifications, but the only ones that you can respond to directly um, within People Connect are your SMS, your calls, and your IP-based messages using People Connect. So if you're on uh, People Connect and your friend is also on People Connect, those are IP-based free messages that send between the users, and you can reply to those. Uh, we can't uh, reply to Viber, for example, at this moment, um, though we'd like to get that functionality in the future generations. Yeah, I can imagine that uh, where a lot of this stuff is going is that uh, the users become agnostic to where the communication ended up. <laughs> you know, if I'm searching for something, I'm like, I'm sure I had a chat with this this person. Then I can't remember where. And at least I can go to People Connect and it's all it's all in there. Exactly. So, so let's talk about growth then, because uh, a lot of 
the the audience that you're talking to, the Appster tribe, are either just in the process of launching their first app and would love to know how to get traction. You talked, Denzel, you talked about traction earlier. How any advice on from your experience on getting traction? Well, I, I think the the first thing to do is uh, traction is 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 incredibly important, and we all hear the stories of uh, apps that have gone uh, overnight from you know five thousand users to a million users. Um, we're not there yet, uh, but we're still in beta, and I think uh, that's by design uh, from a certain perspective because you need to understand what is the biggest, um, I guess pain point you're solving for your user and make sure that you adjust around their needs so you can have that incredible growth. So um, a lot of companies, they actually take a year or two to try to figure that out before they have this incredible growth. Um, and it's through the, the analytics that you were talking about earlier, making sure you understand you have a small dedicated group, understand how they use it, what are the ways that you're, you you use it, and how do you grow from that? I think that's essential for all business businesses to start with. Denzel, I have to say, it's, it's a very timely conversation, this, and I think it'll be very educational for the audience. I've just come off of a chat where the uh, app developer, sh- or certainly the business owner, should have uh, been a, a more thorough with their beta test. And so now they're in a position where they've grown and the app is uh, malfunctioning and causing bugs and he's getting his reputations on the line and it's too late to change. And that could have all been resolved had he had a thorough beta test to make sure that uh, a smaller audience tested out all these things before then rolling it out. And I guess that's what I'm learning from you now. Yeah, no, this is essential. Um, so everybody, I think every app developer dreams of just launching an app and it going into the multi-millions right away. Um, but with that comes some huge, incredible pains. And uh, we understood that in our um, alpha version. So we did a better job in our beta to make sure that we took the time, make sure you feel things out and um, you can handle that growth. Um, and as a small organization, it's incredibly expensive to build the infrastructure to short, to support multi-million users. Um, so, it's it's always better to start small and then um, grow as the company grows, and that and that gives you the the flexibility to respond as best as possible to your consumers. One of the things that I love right now is that Jindiev and I we still find time to talk to our users directly as much as we can because it helps us make the product better. Uh, that's wonderful. You're picking up on all these big themes throughout this entire podcast series, and. Uh, you know, your episode 151 and, and in a lot of different episodes, that theme keeps coming back and back, which is feedback from your users and not just through, you know, reading the odd review here or there is actually engaging with your users. And uh, and how do you do that? Do you, do you how do you reach out to your users? Uh, is it via email, via post notification? And perhaps you could talk us through your Q&A feedback from your users. Um, yeah, absolutely. So um, we are available through various different channels for people to communicate with us. And our policy is we respond within the same day, um, typically within the hour that we get uh, any kind of feedback. And the idea behind that is that when we did do our alpha and we learned a lot, it was thanks to how quickly people were reaching out to us and how positive their engagement was in the sense that even when they were uh, writing us to tell us something wasn't working, it was really 
in order to help and to be part of the process. And so through that alpha process and then into the beta, a lot of people told us that they wanted to be involved. They loved the idea. They thought that the, the whole concept behind being able to continue your phone conversations on any device made a lot of sense to them and they wanted to be part of it. And so we have this group of people that we can go to for direct feedback every time we're testing out a new feature or looking into the development of a new a new part of the app. But also every time we launch something, we often hear from them directly. They reach out to us um, straight away through usually email. Um, the main email is feedback at pplconnect.mobi. Um, but we'll also hear from them on Twitter and Facebook and directly also in comments in the app store, but typically directly through email. It, this is wonderful. It's such great advice. And uh, I just feel like uh, it's very important to get the user experience right and be responsive as well. And as you said, Denzel, it's really hard to do that when you suddenly grow to millions. And what, what again, another theme that comes out from a lot of different episodes is that uh, sometimes we get focused on the wrong metrics. Uh, we focus on installs and the number of installs, but really what's becoming more apparent is the retention rate of, of apps. Do you have like a, a favorite uh, metric that you both like to try and improve upon? We focused a lot on engagement. Um, so we look at how, how often does one user log in to People Connect on their computer on a weekly basis. So typically what we see is people are very active in our solution during office hours because a lot of our users are people who are working at a, a job in front of a computer and they receive SMS throughout their day. And it's just easier for them to do so right on their computer rather than having to switch to their phone every time they get a message. Yeah, so before we say goodbye uh, in the next five minutes, what we'd like to do on this show is that uh, we'd like to try and invent uh, or come up with a new idea, uh, probably for an app. And we do this in two ways. Either we are, I ask you both outright, do you have any ideas that you're willing to share with the Appster tribe here that you've, you've thought about? Or if you haven't, then we've got another way of fleshing out a potential idea for an app. Uh, so yeah, Denzel, do you have any uh, Gen V? Do you have any ideas for apps that you're willing to share? Um, well, I think uh, there are um, the way that Genevieve and I approach things are not so much ideas for apps, is more about what are the problems that need to be solved, and um, we see them every day, and we feel like um, somebody should tackle solving these problems. And uh, I know um, in the pre-interview uh, discussion, um, you, you had some questions of talking about what are the pain points in your business, but there are pain points in everybody's life every day uh, that are potential ideas to be great companies. Um, so yesterday, just a silly idea, but yesterday... Um, what well, we, we like found, silly ideas. Yesterday, we found a pair of very expensive sunglasses on the sidewalk as we were walking out for lunch, and uh, we picked them up and we started asking people around uh, if they were their sunglasses and nobody claimed them. So we were thinking, how unfortunate is it that somebody spent a couple hundred dollars on these glasses? They fell off while they were running for the bus or um, on their bike. And there's no way for us to be able to find them. Um, and uh, so the, the group that we were with, we started brainstorming on uh, if we had a universal app lost and found because the lost and found is the easiest thing um, once you're in a place and you lose something it's reassuring to know that you could go to the lost and found and find it 
But why isn't there a lost and found app was uh, sort of, I guess, where our, our mindset went. Yeah, that, that is an absolutely brilliant idea. First of all, I have to say, uh, you've been listening to all the shows because you keep coming up with the long standard threads, the themes from the show, and it's uh, problem solving. And uh, a lot of the successful app developers and entrepreneurs tend to focus on problems that uh, we're solving. And you're right, that, that sounds like a really good idea that uh, you could have an app where it pinpoints your location and you then marry the, your location up with the person who then roughly knows where they lost it. They could uh, answer questions about the, the item that would mean that only they know that they lost it and uh, that you two could match. Um, it's a bit like a dating, a dating app, but for, for lost and found. Yeah, that's exactly the mindset we had. <laughs> well, so, you you know, there you go. Uh, there's your challenge today, listeners. Uh, go ahead. Um, please build that app and uh, come back to us and we'll certainly test it for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> finally, then, uh, we'd love to know from both of you, your one or two, uh, maybe just one or, yeah, I guess two apps that uh, you think we may not have come across before, but are uh, really beneficial and you feel that you, you can share with us. Uh, would it be shame, shamelessly self-promoting to say people? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. well that, that, that's a given. I mean, that that is clearly uh, something we're well, going to download. But and I would hope that you're using your own app. That's uh, clearly, obviously, a, a good benchmark to how good it is. But uh, apart, apart from People Connect, which is obviously your top one, is there any others that? Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, um, uh, I, I didn't mean to be bratty. It's just that we do use it every day in the office because we're always on our computers. It's a great tool. And there's a couple of others. Um, one that I like in particular is Trello. It's a, it's a tool to help uh, organize um, our technology plan within here at People Connect. And we use it every day. Um, and we use it on every screen. Um, so it's an app on my phone. It's an incredible app on my phone. But it's also a great tool um, through the web um, and really simplifies organizing uh, um, business development um, and you can use it for technical or non-technical there's just so much flexibility in it I think it's a great tool yeah well if uh, anyone is li listening there is a, a top 50 uh, uh, apps from past guests and I'll make sure that uh, Trello is added to that and you can get that by going to the appguy.co and uh, just entering your email and getting the uh, the report to these um, guest mentioned apps uh, you know it's been one, Genevieve, we, we have to ask you for your favorite app. We can't miss you out. <laughs> no problem. Um, I would say um, probably something a bit, well, mixed panel that I mentioned earlier is very valuable in terms of getting that data on your individual users. And um, something maybe a bit less known in the development world would be Hootsuite. So Hootsuite is great for anybody who's starting a business and who wants to try to we were talking about creating that initial awareness and traction with users. You need to be out there talking about um, what you're doing and what you're developing and building some kind of um, positive affiliations with uh, potential users. And so Hootsuite is a great solution to help you manage all of your different social networks. And it helps you as an entrepreneur save a lot of time. So rather than posting on Twitter and then Facebook and then having a Google Plus strategy, you can actually centralize all of that and also listen in on what the industry is talking about with regards to certain areas of interest to your business. Wonderful. That, uh, and does Mixpanel have its own app? Yes, Mixpanel has an app and it you usually set it up initially 
on your, uh, I guess, your main computer. But then after that, you can watch all those analytics wherever you are also through the app. Wonderful. I mean, uh, already, I mean, I, uh, I'm i a big fan of Google Analytics, but I, I use iPhone and I can't get uh, uh, an app for Google Analytics. So, um, yeah, that's a great suggestion. Well, it just leaves, leaves me to say it's uh, we've had a wonderful journey. Uh, thank you so much. Hopefully, uh, by the end of this, we would have encouraged uh, a number of people to uh, take that big plunge and uh, go and follow their dreams. You're, you're two, you, you both are inspirational to us. We thank you so much for joining us on the App Guy podcast. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time and uh, we're happy uh, to have other people inspired by our story. Um, and this world has so many uh, problems that need solving. So people need to get out there and, and solve them. And so, you know, for ready for all those uh uh, emails that you'll be getting from the partners of people leaving their jobs <laughs> six months down the line when they're they're emailing you saying hey well you know we, we left our job and it's all because of this podcast because of your episode and, and now we've got no money <laughs> ready for, ready for that wave of uh, people uh, contacting you what what's the best way to reach out and uh, connect with you so the the best way it would be directly through um, our email so anybody can reach us at feedback at pplconnect.mobi and that goes to both of us right away and like I said we, we typically respond very quickly great that's uh, feedback at pplconnect.mobi obviously all the links will be included on the show notes for episode 151 uh, thank you so much for joining us from uh, your office and uh, I'm just so grateful that you've shared so openly your journey and we wish you all the best uh, with uh, certainly uh, I encourage everyone now to go and download the app and give it a good review and uh, start using it thank you so much it was really fun talking to you and uh, looking forward to hearing some more in the future Denzel, thanks for your time as well. No, thank you. Absolutely a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast.